Is it possible to disagree and still be friends? The answer is yes, and we are here to prove it. Join our group of badass sirens as we step out of our comfort zone and onto our soapboxes to sound off on our latest adventure. We might not always agree, but we will always love each other. Welcome to Siren Soapbox. Welcome to Siren Soapbox, fellow explorers. Thank you for tuning in today. Our mission is to inspire you out of your comfort zone and into exploration. Go to www.sirensoapbox.com and click Dive In and Explore to participate alongside us on our next adventure. And now on to today's episode. No matter what your opinion on celebrities may be, most of us at some point or another have probably fantasized about the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Some of us even idolize celebrities and put them up on unreachable pedestals. But celebrities are just like us, requiring relationships, friendships, and even romance. That is just what one author set out to prove in her book, Dear Celebrity, One Woman's Search for Love Among the Stars by Tracy Langston. The book's blurb starts with what happens when a woman sends a fan letter to multiple celebrities, not asking for an autograph, but seeking a relationship. What would happen if they answered? Well, the sirens are excited by the book and intrigued by the idea. So our challenge for this episode was to read the book and send out at least 10 Dear Celebrity letters in a similar vein to the author. Our letter read as followed. Dear Celebrity, this may seem like a random email. Without risks, there are no rewards. I am writing to you because I admire you and what you've done with your career. Granted, I do not know you, and who knows, you could be a real jerk. I find you inspirational. I would like to get to know you better by having you on our podcast called Siren Soapbox. But before you decide I'm a real weirdo, let me tell you a few things about our podcast. Siren Soapbox is about getting out of your comfort zone and into exploration. We have made it our mission to inspire women to rediscover how to explore because there are too many bored women living mediocre lives. Siren Soapbox is here to change that. Everyone on the planet learned a majority of what they know when they were young. And we did this through curiosity and exploration. When did it stop? It changes for many people, but oftentimes it's through multiple heartaches, rejections, or just the sheer comfort of the status quo. There are three simple rules to rediscovering exploration. Dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Our sirens range in ages from mid thirties to sixties. We are entrepreneurs, leaders in the fields of banking, education, medicine, and media. We are conservationists. Some are moms to kids or to fur babies or a mixture of the two. We have quite the range. However, there are three things we all have in common. We are all women. We are all scuba divers, hence the siren part. And we are all determined that we will not settle for mediocrity. We will combat that with exploration. That's a little bit about us. Who are you? Feel free to write back or call anytime. And who knows, you could discover that this is the start of a beautiful new friendship. I hope to hear back from you. So how did the sirens fare? Let's dive into our soapboxes and find out. If at any time the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is... Mango. Mango. First up on her soapbox is Jess. She is pre-recorded because she is currently on an airplane over the Atlantic on our way to Ireland. And then after that, it's on to Murph. So for Dear Celebrity, 
I actually asked my team at work who they would interview, and I also included some of my own and compiled a pretty big list, which was good because it turns out that a lot of these celebrities I could not find any contact information for. So my list of who I contacted is Jason Momoa, Lucy Lawless, Nathan Fillion, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Chris Evans, Oded Fair, Ellen DeGeneres, Christian Kane, Aldous Hodge, Beth Riesgarf, and Noah Wiley. It actually turns out that um, Chris Evans had no way to contact him, so I, I didn't actually end up contacting him. Sorry, I was messing up on my list there. <laughs> but... Uh, the majority of the people that I contacted was actually because I was re-watching Leverage for some binge-watching while I'm cleaning my house, getting it ready to sell. And then for the rest of my list, it was uh, Lucy Lawless was because she's actually pretty active in conservation, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Jason Momoa is from Hawaii, so is Dwayne Johnson, so both of those, I felt a connection there. And Ellen DeGeneres is just so fun. So I did not get any responses. Not even no's. So that was kind of disappointing. But I did actually um, contact most of them on Instagram. So you can't even see if they read your message, which I didn't like. But the couple that I contacted through Facebook, uh, I didn't even get them to read my messages. So was not very successful for me so hopefully the rest of you guys had some luck I can't wait to listen to this episode and I will see you all soon bye sirens thank you thank you so I sent out 13 dear celebrity letters I chose Nick Kroll Nick Offerman Amy Poehler Kristen Shaw H. John Benjamin, and of course, Jenny Slate, because I love their work as voice actors. Although I started following Nick Kroll after I saw him in The League, which is a sitcom with real actors. It's not an animation. And I fell in love with Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman for their work on Parks and Recreation. They also now co-host a game show called Making It, where DIYers compete for a chance to win money. Hashtag life goals. Kristen Shaw plays my favorite Belcher, Louise, on Bob's Burgers, which is probably my favorite TV show of all time. And H. John Benjamin is the voice of Bob and quite an array of other characters on that same show. You may also know him as the voice of Archer on Archer. Now, Jenny Slate, she also voices a character on Bob's Burgers. Her name's Tammy Larson, and she now plays Judy, which is one of the main characters on an animated show called The Great North. She's also a side character in Parks and Rec, and I have always loved her silliness. You may remember that I also tried a job shadow with Jenny Slate for our Explore a New Career episode. So I'm starting to wonder if I'm any if I'm on any type of a uh, stalker list now. A few other actors I admire for their work and their off-screen personalities are Andy Samberg who most recently starred in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which ran eight seasons and just ended this fall. Steve Carell, who made The Office so special as World's Best Boss. And Lamorne Morris, who is the main character in the Hulu show, Woke. 
those three also got letters. My two favorite comedians received letters also, and they are Sarah Silverman and John Mulaney. And it might not surprise you to learn that Sarah does a voice on Bob's Burgers too. Last, I reached out to two musicians who I've recently seen live in concert. They are Darius Rucker, who is so much fun to look at, and Alanis Morissette, who I spent a lot of angsty teenage years with. So far, I've received one response from Amy Poehler's people, letting me know she's unavailable. Tracy, how'd it go for you? All right. So my 10 celebrities are, um, the first two, my husband recommended, uh, was he was like, if you want to talk to a celebrity, you want to talk to Sam Elliott. Um, and then the second one was Robert Patrick. Um, he was from the Terminator movies. He was that silvery one. And, um, he's also a booze fighter. And, uh, I may have mentioned before that my husband's part of a uh, MC boost fighters. And so his, that was the recommendation from him because of that. All right. So, um, I also, uh, reached out to Scott Bayo. I mean, that was like a school crush, school girl, girl crush, um, reached out to James Woods. I mean, I follow him on Twitter. He's, he's a very, very interesting person. And that would be an amazing conversation. Um, Zuby, I found him on Twitter. He's got an extremely positive message and he's a, he's a musician and, um, an entrepreneur and his music rap is not the typical genre. It's very positive and uplifting messages. A young woman named Samantha Marika, a local, uh, sorry, a logical young lady on Twitter, and she's got a large following. So that's why, and she's had a few viral videos, um, Cute young lady, very positive. Uh, Juanita Broadwick, she's the um, author of You Better Put Some Ice on That, How I Survived Being Raped by Bill Clinton. And I thought that would be an interesting topic. Janice Dean, uh, she's a Fox News weather reporter and she was a big advocate over the past year for those nursing homes, um, for the deaths in the nursing homes in New York due to COVID-19. Um, not for the deaths, but for the families who lost people during that period of time. Um, Gretchen Smith, Code of Vets. She's an incredible woman. She has an amazing miss mission helping vets if they get behind on their bills, if they need to find a place to stay, helping, you know, to prevent suicide, always making sure that, you know, somebody's got a buddy to call. She has an amazing organization with very little overhead, and it would have been great if uh, I had heard back. Uh, last one I sent to was Gina Carano. She uh, was canceled this year by Disney for a tweet that was called anti-Semitic. I saw the tweet. I don't think it was, but whatever. Um, I don't know the status if she was uncanceled, but she handled the whole situation with class. And now I'm even a bigger fan. Results. I used a combination of emails to representatives, direct messages via Twitter and Instagram, and contact on website, contact pages on websites. Robert Patrick's representative got to be back to me quite quickly actually and said thank you for asking Robert is in production and is respectfully passing to my knowledge no one else responded in fact all my dms via twitter and instagram went unread however if you get a call or an email at the siren soapbox email and phone numbers for many of those folks it was me who sent them that way and on to sarah all right well thank you so <clears throat> this was definitely an awkward out of my comfort zone activity. I didn't feel terribly comfortable at first sending out letters to people that in all likelihood didn't want to receive a letter from me. And as I always figure people don't like me anyway, facing the probability of actual rejection was pretty daunting, but I soldiered on and sent out a few letters. 
At first, I got pretty crafty, signing up for a free trial for a site that provided contact information for almost anyone you could think of. Uh, it was contact any celebrity. It seemed great at first, but it wasn't terribly helpful ultimately. It would give you an agent name or the agent's company website and all the celebrity's social handles, but there was still a lot of digging to do to find a real email address. I thought about sending letters, but I pictured them sitting unopened on a desk. In hindsight though, I should have sent real letters in addition to everything else that I did. Um, that would be my next step, I think, sending out some follow-up letters. So who did I reach out to? I think I approached it a little differently from at least a few of my fellow sirens. I at first reached out to people I genuinely want to meet. I mean, I guess I wasn't terribly confident anything I sent would ever actually be received. So I wasn't that concerned about looking silly. Plus I thought our letter was pretty benign. Read as, it wasn't a creepy letter. It was really, really well done. So my first letter went out to my all time favorite author, Stephen King. My biggest fear here was that he'd be just as scary as his books if I ever actually met him. Another favorite author I reached out to was Elizabeth George. She writes the Inspector Lindley series that was televised on PBS, and I just love her characters and stories. The way she develops her characters amazes me. I also reached out to Pink and Ellen. I just love them both and would love to meet them someday. After struggling with trying to get messages to those four celebrities, I must confess that I got a little lazy with this. I found celebrities on either Facebook or Instagram that I could easily send a message to. I did a bunch of copying and pasting, freaking out every time I hit send, worrying that the message had the wrong name on it. I did take the time to make sure the site was not just a fan page, but um, again, I sort of had the, the same response that uh, Tracy had. Some of them didn't get read. Um, I sent messages to Jennifer Garner, Angela Kinsey, John Krasinski, Meghan Markle, Billie Eilish, and Simon Cowell. Results? I got one email from an agent telling me I had the wrong agent for Elizabeth. And that was it. So with that, on to LC. Well, we, we have one overlap so far that I, I've been able to tell. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the book, Dear Celebrity. The author is very brave for putting herself out there like that. And I love the confidence she had when she didn't hear back from Walt after the fair. And she said, he missed out on the best thing that could have ever happened to him. Poor Walt. There are definitely parts in the book where I wish she went into more detail, like working in the biz or how to purchase a celebrity address list or more details about what it's like to be behind the stage or get a backstage pass so we can all live vicariously through her. But I understand she had to protect the identity of the men she was reaching out to. I would love to know how many people she reached out to and how long of a span this research was, especially since she talks about coming home and having messages on her answering machine and the invention of caller ID. I'm not sure if it's easier or harder to get a hold of celebrities nowadays. There are so many social media platforms, except for today. Today is October 4th, 2021, and uh, there was a big old Facebook and Instagram outage today. So kind of ironic timing. And uh, I could not pull up before recording if anybody read my letters. Last I checked a week ago, nobody had read any of my correspondences. Uh, I did it all on Instagram. A fellow siren was temporarily blocked from sending messages to celebs. So I figured I, between Facebook and Instagram, I'm gonna message through a program I use the least. And as of last week, again, no one has opened any of my messages. I sent letters to Drew Barrymore. Love you, Drew. Jennifer Garner, there's our overlap, I think. Polly Shore, Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, Bigfoot Magazine, Toby Mac, Tatum the dog on TikTok, Little Sipper, and Thomas Music. 
even though as a podcast, we reach out to celebrities often, and we've had the honor of interviewing several on the show, this exercise was nerve wracking. I think it's because the letter was a little bit more personal and less business. It did bring up an interesting conversation between the sirens as to what exactly qualifies as a celebrity. And with that, on to TC. Thank you. This was a book I could not put down. I kept wondering, what is she going to say next? It was a fun read and an interesting look into the thought processes of the author as she looked for love from a celebrity. While I enjoyed reading the book, I was not really looking forward to the second part of this challenge, sending out my own letters, and I ended up getting just the results I expected, kind of. So here are my dear celebrities. David Letterman. Though I knew it was a stretch, I figured he had a good sense of humor and might go for it. Also, I had a huge crush on him growing up. No response. Speaking of crushes, my biggest childhood crush, Ernie Muppet. I expected to hear back from him, but no response. Steve Martin, another childhood crush with a great sense of humor. He's a wild and crazy guy. No response. Jerry Seinfeld, Sarah Jessica Parker, Jennifer Aniston. I reached out to someone from all of my favorite shows, Seinfeld, Sex and the City, and Friends. Nope, nope, and nope. Tony Robbins, the unlimited power guy who changed Manifestation Babe's life. I thought we might have a chance there. No response. Jared Leto, no response. Butch Walker, one of my favorite singers, no response. Seth McFarlane, among lots of other accomplish accomplishments, my favorite, the voice of Stewie Griffin from Family Guy. Nothing. And two people I did hear back from. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. He has a reputation for getting back to people, so why not? And... Robert Clarence Irwin, the son of Steve Irwin. The response, hi, Tracy. I hope this email finds you well. Thank you very much for contacting us regarding the Below podcast opportunity and for inviting Robert Irwin to participate in an episode. Unfortunately, he will not be able to facilitate your request due to our ongoing filming and conservation commitments. We sincerely thank you for your understanding and support. Kind regards. So while I wasn't really surprised at the results, I was still hopeful. I'm glad Tracy Langston, the author, had better results than we did. Otherwise, the book would not have been as much fun to read. Speaking of Tracy Langston, her mom taught her to read at the very young age of three, and she has devoured books since. She always wanted to be an author, and at the age of 50, after the loss of both of her parents, she decided to dive in. She wrote a series of children's books about her rescue kitty, Lady Baldrick. She followed that with a romance novel, Passions Plunder. Passions Plunder. I just had to say it again. <laughs> she, contributed, she contributed to Chicken Soup for the Soul, My Amazing Mom. Tracy E. Langston lives quietly with her husband and cats. They lead normal lives now as she continues to write a variety of books, while keeping feet firmly planted, she still dreams of doing great things. And speaking of great things, today is the five-year anniversary of Tracy becoming a published author. 
We are very excited to welcome Tracy Linkson and to raise a glass or a treat in celebration of her five-year anniversary. Cheers. Cheers. Here, here. Cheers. Congratulations, <laughs> <Congrats>. Tracy. <laughs> Thank you. Tracy, I have a quick question for you. Uh-huh. Now that you're now that you're here on our podcast, you you were so respectful and discreet in the book. Any chances you'll reveal any names? No. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I have a couple of notes. (laughs) I have have a couple of notes. I'm like, tell me who was it? (laughs) I know. I know. And I'm like trying to figure out the timeline. And she said NBC, and there was something about it. (laughs) answering machine <laughs> i did the same thing out. i was googling stuff because she gave little tidbits of details but i couldn't figure anything out nope yeah well i did i mean i started it in my 20s and so that was we'll say a while ago and <laughs> obviously when there was caller id and answering machines and then ooh, i got a computer with email so <laughs> Uh, I know that attitudes towards celebrities and celebrities' attitudes towards fans have changed a lot since then. So, I mean, y'all had a better base by contacting women and men because it wasn't romantic-based where mine was. Yeah. So it's (laughs) more of a friendly and work kind of thing. Yeah, it's definitely more broad and felt a little less personal, I think. Although, Elsie, you thought it felt more personal. Compared to what I normally email people, uh, like, hey, we have a podcast, want to be on it, pretty much is what I say. I keep it really short. This felt a little bit longer and more personal. Yeah. It was definitely longer, but when I email people for the podcast, I'm usually like, this is how your mission matches our mission. You should come on to our show. So, I feel like it's, I don't know. I I actually want to reach back out to all, I think I sent to 12 people. I'm going to reach back out to all of them and say, hey, here's why I sent the letter the way I did, but here's why I chose you. And I'm interested to see if I get more responses from that type of communication. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. It might take a little bit of time because I really want each one of those to be personal. Mm -hmm. For me, though, you know, reaching out again, I will clearly have to find a different way to do it because as some of the rest of you have seen, they just don't read the messages. And I specifically look for folks because I had other people that I follow on Instagram that I was interested in contacting, but you can't even send them a direct message yeah. um, on, on Instagram or Messenger for Facebook. So I, uh, I, I have to definitely find a different way of trying to reach out to those people because they don't even get those. So. Tracy, yours were actually letters on paper written and mailed. I I typed up a letter. It was a form letter because I sent the same one. Made a lot of Xerox copies in envelopes with stamps, hand addressed and mailed out. And I had a PO box to get responses because, you know, I'm contacting total strangers. Right. And so I don't want to give them my, you know, I gave them my phone number, but I didn't want to give them my home address or anything. So, you know, I did that. And I know a lot of them did go to agents and things. I did get a couple back saying, this is the wrong so-and-so, you know, he has the right name, wrong person though. And which happens. And, but I got 
quite a number of responses. Of course, the standard, oh, thank you so much for contacting so-and-so. We really appreciate having you as a fan, blah, 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 blah. You're like, mm -hmm. yeah, whatever. You didn't even read my letter. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was reading the uh, part where you said some of those fan mail companies, they would just like cut out your yeah. address my, and just take my address was My address was on the bottom of the letter, you know, the PO box I had. And I literally got some back that my address was cut out of the letter and taped on the envelope with a photo and a pre-printed signature mm. on it. It seems like it would so, take longer to cut out that address and tape it to an envelope than it would be to just write it on the envelope. Who knows? But it, <laughs> it had that really feel of just assembly line, yeah. not even responding and paying attention to stuff. I'm sure yeah. they were. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if you can you, even buy a mailing list these days. Is that a thing? I, I don't know if you can. Um, I mean, the one I bought, I found, you know, in a magazine that you could buy a celebrity fan mail list. And it was quite a number of pages and a lot of addresses. Most of them were agents because you get the agencies that represent. So you're sending this, writing the same address with different names on stuff. But at least then it gets directed maybe to their agent or their publicity manager might reach them. So, so what made you originally think to do this? Like you're just sitting at home and you're like, I want a celebrity boyfriend. Let me reach out to 250 strangers and see if anyone <laughs> takes see what date. happens. <laughs> um, and I will not re reveal the exact number of letters that I sent either. So. <laughs> I can, I can tell you it is a numbers game. Uh, oh, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was, you know, as I stated in the book, I was watching TV and there was a TV show and the guy on it was cute. And I thought, well, he's really cute. Wonder what he's like in person. And I wrote him a letter and I sent it off and he responded. He sent a picture with a little personal note in it. And so sent back and forth a couple times and I got a couple pictures of him, a couple notes. I'm like, okay, that's what who else would respond <laughs> and so I thought well we'll craft a better letter try to get a little more you know stand out from the crowd and send that off and I found the list and sent it you know started going through and marking and I'm like you know what I can send to all these people <laughs> so <laughs> I did and got you know the cards the letters the phone calls invited backstage. Um, still, of course, the craziest one is the invited to Christmas with his family. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was bizarre. How long had you two been, that was the second time you had kind of reconnected, yeah. but how long had you two been chitty chatting when that inv invite was given to you? Um, the invite was on the reconnect because of you know, as you learn in the book, the first time he was very hesitant because there's a large age gap between yeah. us. And so we got along great on the phone, easy to talk to, talk about everything. And then he was just so hesitant on the age thing. I'm like, okay, I'll let it go. You know, it's an issue for him. And, but then when I decided to reach out again and he called me back right away, pretty much by my guess, you know, the day he got the letter, 
me recontacting him and we just started right back up talking and you know it was great and within you know a few months he was inviting me to spend the holidays with his family yeah, yeah I just think crazy. that's a weird first meeting it it was that's why I didn't go yeah uh, I agree <laughs> good, good call I'm not gonna be you know in this guy's home with he and his you know kids that he sh- shared custody and um for the first face-to-face meeting <laughs> yeah so like I, I waited now. we had a face-to-face meeting later <laughs> So how long was the, what, what was the gap between the, when you stopped communication with him the first time and when you reached back out? Okay. The first letter I sent was when I, okay, you'll, you're getting numbers that other people haven't gotten. Oh, uh, <laughs> the first letter I sent was when I was 28 and the last communication was when I ended it with, as he's known in the book, Brian. Um, was when I got engaged at 37. Oh, okay. So there was, it was, a number, it was a number of years, a number of people. And I mean, most of it had fallen away when it progressed to the Walt Bryan stage. Mm. So, so has your husband read the book? Um, my ex-husband. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. And yeah, um, he read it and, you know, he's like, you he knew I've always done some weird things in my life (laughs) (laughs) just know what you know it's fun if you look at things as I'm gonna have fun I'm gonna enjoy myself and just do you know something may come of it something might not yeah and you did it safely I mean you used the P.O. box and yeah and I didn't expect anything and it's like, you know what? I'm probably not going to end up with, you know, walking the red carpet with my new husband or things like that at the Academy <laughs> Awards or anything fancy. But I just wanted to have fun and thought, hey, I'm, maybe I'll meet someone. See what and happens. He did. Are you friends with any of them still? Hmm? Are you friends with any of the celebrities you met that way? So um, not anymore um, because of, you know, different things. One, you know, I got married. Uh, the way we met was different. Some were looking for things I did not, you know, I was not looking for. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, men are men. Yeah. Um, I imagine a lot of them <laughs> were like, sure, when are we going to sleep together? Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you have a first phone call conversation with a total stranger and he asks what your bra size is, that kind of puts you off. Yeah. Yeah. So, I did online dating. I know girl. I've heard and, it all. And this is some of them. It's my husband like, online. <laughs> yeah. I met I mean, my current boyfriend online. It's great, but there are some weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> and if they're celebrities, sometimes it's, there's some people I can't watch anymore because oh, I know what they're yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's kind of like the precursor to online dating. It's like mm-hmm. snail mail dating. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I was kind of thinking that might help you out a little bit in getting some responses. They thought, oh, maybe, you know, she's in, in it for sex or something. Yeah. But, you know, the musicians, it's like, is it just a groupie? Is it, you know, any celebrities, Mm -hmm. you always hear celebrities and they're, you know, women throwing themselves out there all the time. And it's like, no, this is a nice little letter, you know, (laughs) right. It's different. So, yeah. 
So have you, have kept, you go. Sorry, have you kept all your autographs and everything from? Yes, I have um, a notebook with all the pictures, the letters, the form letters, Aww. some special cards and things. And that notebook has the real names. <laughs> <laughs> and I do, I, you know, there's people I will look, you know, Google and see what they're up to. It's like, oh, what do they look like now or things. Are you tempted to reach back out after all these years? Sometimes. About, <laughs> you know, it's like, um, are they single now? Or are they not single or what's, you know, what's their situation? Yeah, huh. it's, it's, you know, you consider it, but then it's like, I don't know if that was fun. Then I don't know what their attitude. And then it's like, would they remember who I am? Yeah. You know, cause there was a gap and they get a lot of information, you know, a lot of people and a lot of names. And it's like, okay, a few phone calls with someone, would they still remember me now? Right. I feel like they would remember that letter. I do too. <laughs> I do too. I mean, if they actually read it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a couple did reference the letter when they wrote back. So it's like, yeah, they did actually read it and paid attention. So mm -hmm. that was good. That's why I include the whole letter and the follow-up letter for those that didn't respond the first time. I gave them a second chance. Well, that's what I wanted to ask. When you did your follow-up letter, did you have better responses when you did another letter or which one was the more successful would you think um well the follow-up was you know the first one was a broad base of people and then the follow-up I went through and specifically picked some people that I wanted to contact you know people that I had taped to my closet you know their pictures hanging on my wall you know when growing up or people I always watched on tv and really enjoyed so I narrowed the follow-up letter down a lot and try to like truly reach people that I wanted to know. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's surprising because I did actors, musicians, and athletes. And so did a whole cross section to see and surprisingly actors respond, you know, more so. Huh. I thought about reaching out to athletes, but I, there aren't any that I like that much. <laughs> I couldn't come up with any. I'm sure if I thought about it longer or, you know, did some research, I could come up with people that I would want to meet, but I just couldn't think of any off the top of my head. I did hear from one Olympian that said if he was ever in my town, he'd contact me and um, haven't heard from him yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. You've got to move to a town that holds the Olympics and reach back out. That's right. <laughs> I, he's retired now. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. So how long did it take you to write this book? Uh, well, I did all the letters and all that. And then I kind of put it to the side for a while. And then it just kind of sat in my head going, you know what? This might, you know, this would work because I did it just as a lark and as fun and obby. And then it started going, I got all these responses. Maybe this could be a book. And that's when it started coming together of, well, you know, certain age groups, certain, you know, areas of the country or different things that, you know, I saw patterns of how people responded. And 
And I thought, wow, you know, and then the things that actually happened, you know, with the phone calls and the meeting people was like, okay, it's, it's got stories. There's it's something here. worth telling. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, know what, I'm just going to tell it. And, you know, came up with names to assign to everyone. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you had to keep that straight. Did you have like pictures? We had little charts, yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you still know that. Like you still refer to those people with their book names. That's pretty interesting. (laughs) I've trained myself to to stay with their book name. I can't use their real name. Um, (laughs) Because the ones that people want to know are the ones that actually went beyond just a polite response to a letter or even yeah, right. a phone call or two. Right. <laughs> so have you told like your closest friend? I mean, you must have told somebody. <laughs> I mean, you had some friends with you, right? When you went, had, when you, oh, yes, yeah. I have, yeah, I had friends at the concert. They know. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple friends that know who some of them are. Um, they have been sworn to secrecy. <laughs> They've all signed NDAs. Those are good friends because the secrets are not out. Yes. Of course, the easiest I, way to keep a secret is to hide it in plain sight. So maybe those names are actually mm. closer to reality than we <laughs> Good point, Sarah. Yes, so, so let's look. Tracy. People trying to deduce who things, who people are. So Yeah. During all your research and your experience through all this, what was your biggest lesson? That, I mean, of course, the obvious that celebrities are just, they have a job that's more visible than the rest of us, but they're just people. You know, they've got family issues, they've got pets, they've got, you know, some are nice, some are not, some are more involved in different things. So it's, you just have to, you know, and if you think of them that way, then it's not as nerve wracking to contact them or approach them or anything. So that's always good. And that, you know, that I could be brave and do something completely out of the box. Because when people hear about my book, they're like, I can't believe you did that. It's like, I wrote a letter and put it in the mailbox. What's the big deal about that? <laughs> I don't know. There were a couple of times when I'm reading your book and I'm like, I can't believe she just did that. <laughs> I did too. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I know. I know. I, normally in my day to day, I'm a fairly shy person, but, and people are like, I can't believe you did this. I'm like, what? I'm like, okay, I've worked in film and television. So I know famous people are just people. So I think that might've had an advantage, but it's still, you know, go outside your comfort zone. Cause you never know how you're going to grow. Absolutely. Yes. I, I admire your confidence. It was, <laughs> that was one thing that I took away from this book. I was like, man, this woman is super confident. I love that about you. <laughs> I tried to make that, you know, make it sound very upbeat and confident in my letter that I wrote them, you know, and you know, my likes and my dislikes, you know, I didn't want to sound like a Playboy centerfold. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Walks on the beach, and, you know, it's like, which I do like, but, you know, try to include some fun 
thing, something, a little bit of humor. Because so, if you can't laugh, then, you know, what's the point? You know, enjoy your life. One last, true. one last question we have for you. Are you still writing? Are you working on any books right now? Uh, so far, I'm in the last five years since I wrote my first children's book. Um, there are now six Lady Baldrick books. There are four Passions books. And there are a whole bunch of other books. I think my last Lady Baldrick book brought my count up to 16 books in five years. Oh, wow. Between oh, paperback and ebook versions of books. Some are short books, so they're just ebooks. Um, all my books are made where you can read them in an afternoon. You know, just yeah, I loved that. Me too. Just for entertainment. Yeah, so, I loved that. It gives yeah. you an escape, gives you fun, entertainment, you know. They may not change the world, but a little bit, because I actually do donate a portion of all my proceeds to causes that relate to the book, be it, um, you know, Passion's Plunder I give to the ocean causes or things like that. So well, we're going to have to read Passion's Plunder if the proceeds go to the ocean. We're all divers. We're all lovers of the ocean here. Okay, there's sex in it. Uh, <laughs> We're all what? lovers of sex, too. So there's that. I'm trying to make it clear, it's like, okay, that's passions in the title. So exactly, you know, I know. It's, it's... <laughs> well, Tracy, thank you so much for joining us in this episode. We all really enjoyed reading this book. It, it was a lot of fun and a heartfelt congratulations on the anniversary of your first publication. That's amazing. And I hope that, you know, you all do hear back from some more celebrities, you know, give it time. It's a process. Sometimes they're working and write them again. Yeah. I mean, we did catch them at the beginning of the um, season. It's premieres. the beginning of the season, a lot of production, things like that. So, you know, there's time. Obviously it took me years to do all my stuff. So they're busy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'm you. looking forward to continuing to get back to some of them. I mean, I, I'm in it to win it with Jenny Slate at this point. She's going to be my friend. Good. <laughs> it's all said and done. <laughs> Thanks well, for having me. Thank you for joining thank us. You. Thank you so much. And Tracy, with your hot pink tail, thanks for joining us in oh, this challenge. And let's leave a challenge for our, uh, for our listeners this week to reach out to your favorite celebrities. Find them any way you can. Reach out. Let them know you're thinking of them. You admire their work. And then let us know how it goes. Post about it on social media. Use the hashtag Siren Soapbox. And uh, thank you to, for listening to this episode. Go ahead and click subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. It will help us out tremendously. And don't forget to check out our website, sirensoapbox.com, for the latest on what we're up to. Maybe you'll even be inspired to play along with us and break out of your own comfort zone. Until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias and don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.